You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who have been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We started doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show, the final show before the showdown against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day and appreciate anyone who is checking us out for the first time. And as always, to make sure you never miss the show, go follow us or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. But on today's show, as always, we're going to be getting into our keys for success. So defensively, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of things, pressuring Baker Mayfield, the Chargers trying to stop one of the best if not the best rushing attacks in the NFL before flipping things over to the offensive side and talking about what we need to see for the Chargers going up against a surprisingly good Cleveland Browns defense on Sunday. And then to wrap up the show, we'll talk a little bit about the injury report, the Chargers injury report looking as clean as ever. I mean, one of the cleanest ones we've ever seen, David, and not so much for the Browns, but we'll talk about that a little bit before getting into our bold and game predictions for this one. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right, David, what we're going to start here with our keys for success defensively. I mean, this week just flew by, right? Monday night football. We're on a short week, too. So everything's gotten a little sped up so far this week. But very excited to talk about this matchup. And this will be a great challenge for the Chargers, right? Both sides of the ball, I think it'll be a challenge just because the offense has to go up against a pretty good defense. But specifically on the defensive side of things, it's going to be tough because they're going up against their kryptonite so far in the 2021 season. They're going up against the best rushing tack in the league so far through four weeks. So I think there's no other place to start than there, David. I don't think the Chargers need to shut the Browns out, but obviously that's going to be a huge focus this week. Yeah, the first key is sell out to stop the run. You you have to. You know what's coming. The Browns have run the ball over 30 times in, in three of the four of their games, and the other game they ran for at least, I think, 28 times. So they are going to run the football. Baker Mayfield had a 45% completion percentage against the Bears and 61% against the Vikings. He's really hurting without Jarvis Landry, so you know they're going to try to run the ball. So you have to sell out to stop the run. I don't think they're necessarily going to sell out as far as like stacking the box every time. I think when you look at the Browns, obviously that's been their biggest strength, especially with Baker Mayfield struggling over the last couple of games for sure, right? I mean, their offense hasn't looked great, especially last week in that 14-7 to game against the Vikings. Their rushing attack is obviously their strength. You would definitely have to game plan to try to stop it. But like to think that the Chargers are going to just shut them down, their rushing attack down, I think it's probably inconceivable at this point. Like, they're going to get some, right? And for me, that's why it's just more make enough plays. Set up enough third and longs, second and longs, where you make them put it in Baker's hands, right? And I think that's just one of the things. Yeah, you're probably going to give up some six- and seven-yard rushes. You can still win the game, even if you allow that at times, right? But if you can sprinkle in a couple, you know, minus one-yard losses, if you can throw in just a couple run stuffs within, you know, two yards of the line of scrimmage, Now you're getting them off schedule a little bit, and I think that's something that could definitely happen in this game for the Chargers. I think the Browns will be able to run the ball effectively, but I just think that the Chargers have to just focus on making enough plays. And I think with the added depth of obviously, you know, bringing Braden Fajoko up, having Forrest Merrill, even though he didn't play a lot last week, 
if Limbaugh Joseph and Christian Covington can play like they did last week, right? Both of those guys had good games. You can continue getting good games from Jerry Tillery. This will be a great test for those guys. Still think the Browns will be able to run, but I don't think it's going to necessarily have to be the factor in this game. I think the Chargers can make some plays in the running game if they can keep up some momentum they had last week. But I think the next thing is easily pressuring Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest keys to this game because, yes, Baker Mayfield hasn't been good. He especially hasn't been good when he's under pressure. This is from Cleveland.com. Mayfield is completing 33.3% of his passes when under pressure, 8 of 24, which ranks 31st amongst 34 qualifying quarterbacks. Obviously not good. According to ESPN, Baker Mayfield has a QBR of 3.1 when he's under pressure, and he's also had zero touchdowns in one interception when he's under pressure. So I know they're probably going to try to limit those dropbacks, but when he does drop back, the Chargers need to take advantage. Yeah, he, he double clutches a lot too. If you watch the tape, I watched all four of the games. He uh, he holds onto the ball. He double clutches, and if it's not there, he's going to look to run. Uh, so yes, he definitely gets rattled. He gets shook. So you want to hit him as much as you can. Get him off his spot. Get him off his schedule because he's definitely a rhythm and schedule type quarterback. He he doesn't really throw a, a lot of he doesn't throw a lot of creative plays in there. Um, so you want to get him out of his rhythm. I love that. Um, the other thing for me is the gang tackle. You have to gang tackle in this game. Chubb and Hunt are both very patient, very powerful backs. They can make you miss. They can run around you. They can run through you. Uh, and they always seem like they always make the first guy miss. So you have to gang tackle. You got to get these guys on the ground. Their yards after contact is ridiculous. So you have to try to prevent that or limit that as much as possible. Yeah, and I mean, the team that we saw run most effectively, right, against the Chargers was the Cowboys at this point, right? And I think one of the things that might help with that tackling a little bit is the fact that Chris Harris Jr. is probably going to be back for this game. And what that means is they can use Derwin James differently, right? Like More like they've used him the last couple of weeks when they had Tavon Campbell in the slot. If you can keep Derwin James more central, if you can use him at linebacker potentially more, I think that'll help the tackling as well. But I think that also just means sustained play from guys like Kazir White and Drew Tranquil and putting a big yeah. emphasis on the tackling of guys like Michael Davis, right? Chris Harris Jr., Nazir Adderley. Those guys are going to have to really bring it. Those guys, I mean, especially Adderley and Michael Davis last week, those guys made some really physical tackles last week. And you saw Nazir Adderley's out there, you know, punking Henry Ruggs for no reason. Like, he just wanted to get a piece, and he was knocking Henry Ruggs even when the run wasn't that close to him. So that kind of <laughs> physicality is necessary because this is a very physical running team with the Cleveland Browns. But one of the things I think the Chargers might be able to take advantage of, too, is making the Browns pay for being aggressive because the Browns have gone for eight fourth down conversions already in 2020. Yeah. And that's something that obviously Charger fans are very familiar with. But what I see is eight you know, chances there to steal a possession. And they've been averaging two a game. The Chargers will probably have you know two chances where they have a chance on fourth down to get off the field. I think if they can steal a possession there, that'll be something that really helps them. Yeah, and they're not nearly as successful as the Chargers. They're only converting about 50% of those fourth down uh, tries as yeah, well. Exactly. So. Yeah, definitely uh, something you have to keep in mind, though, because they are definitely going to be trying to do that. They want to stay on the football field and continue to grind out that clock. And the last couple of things I want to touch on here just before we move on to the offensive side of the ball is just a couple more very specific things. I think the Chargers do a little bit better in the third quarter just because they've been so bad in the third quarter defensively so far. And I mean, the offense has contributed to that as well with, you know, quick outs on their first possessions in the second half. But the Chargers are giving up 8.8 .8 points 
per third quarter so far this year. Easily the most they give up by quarter. The most they give up in any other quarter is the first quarter, and they give up 4.2 points there. So maybe some halftime adjustments, right? Maybe being more ready for what the adjustments the other team is going to make. And then I think the other big thing is going up against a very heavy rushing attack, keep forcing fumbles. The Chargers are second in the league so far in forcing fumbles with seven forced fumbles through four games. The Browns so far this year have fumbled the ball four times already, right? And Baker Mayfield has thrown two interceptions. So the Chargers should be able to create at least one takeaway in this game because when you're running the ball that many times, that's a lot more chances for guys to try to force fumbles and the Chargers have been really good at that. So keep up the turnovers because it's a big game. It's going to be a tough game, potentially a very close game. One turnover could make the difference in this game. But the Chargers offense is going to have to be pretty good at limiting those turnovers as well like they have been the last couple of weeks. So we're going to flip things over and get into what we need to see from the Chargers offensively against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. Football is back in better than ever, guys, and right now is the best time to be betting on sports because BetOnline is your home for all college and pro football action. Football season is the best time to be betting, guys, because you can just literally have a Saturday and a Sunday full of just as many different bets as you could think of as it pertains to football. A couple of the NFL futures that I've been looking at, too. Brandon Staley, Coach of the Year. Might be time to get on that before that thing gets out of control because he's already the favorite to win it at this point. Sante Samuel Jr., defensive rookie of the year is something I've been looking at as well. But from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers they have for the 2021 season. And if you head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, now it's time to talk about the Chargers offense going up against a very surprisingly good defense for the Cleveland Browns so far this season. I mean, they rank in the top five of yards allowed, passing yards allowed, rushing yards allowed, points per game allowed. I mean, you look at it, they've done very well statistically this season defensively. They do have some injuries, right? They'll have to be addressed on both sides of the ball. And we'll talk about that in the next segment when we get into the injury report. But needless to say, this isn't the you know pushover defense that we saw at certain times last year with the Cleveland Browns. So, David, we know that the Chargers have a high-powered offense at this point, and now they've finally been starting to really click over the last couple of weeks. Where do you want to start on the offensive side of things as far as your keys for success against the Browns? It starts with slowing down the pass rush. you got two of the best pass rushers in the NFL that are going to be pinning their ears back and trying to come after Justin Herbert all game long and Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. So you have to try to slow that down. You want to do that with the quick passes. You want to do that with the screen game. You want to get the running game involved. You have to do all these things to try to slow them down, tire them out, and you're going to have to do that in this game because they are going to be coming after Justin. you got to protect him. And the thing about them is they can get after you with four, right? They have the defensive line. I mean, Jadavian Clowney, we don't know if he's playing in this one yet, but it's still a plenty talented defensive line even without him. Tack McKinley, too, he's another guy we don't know if he's going. But they've shown at least through four weeks that they can get after it with four, which is dangerous because that means you're dropping seven into coverage. You're not really having to give anything up there. But the running game, I think, will be tricky for the Chargers because the Browns also, you know, allow the third fewest rushing yards per game so far this season. They've been very stingy there. And I think the Chargers have to do their best to not try to just overdo it with the running game. I know they want to protect Justin Herbert, but don't do it just to do it. And on the flip side of that, you know, take some shots on first down. 
instead of running. Take some deep shots if you can. I think that would be the place to do it. And I think instead of running, I mean, I'd be okay with shorter routes from Austin Eckler because the Browns haven't allowed a lot of running back receptions, but on the ones they have allowed, they've only ranked 21st in the league at stopping them. They give up almost nine yards per catch to running backs. So I think that is something that can be exploited. But I think the one biggest thing for this game is the biggest thing it's been for me the last couple of weeks, and that's continuing to score touchdowns in the red zone. Four out of four last week, if you take away Justin Herbert's kneel down at the end of the game. Four out of five against the Chiefs. That's what you need, and especially in this game in particular, because when I look at this game, I think of the Dallas Cowboy game. Seven possessions was all the Chargers got in that game. They had a couple called back by penalties, you know, scoring chances taken off the board. Penalties killed them, but also the lack of getting into the end zone is really, at the end of the day, what ended up losing them that game because they had the go-ahead touchdown at the end, and the Cowboys wouldn't have been able to kick a field goal to beat them. But if they can keep getting into the end zone, especially in a game where their possessions might be limited, David, I think that is going to be super important to if they end up winning this game. Yeah, that was one of my keys as well. You got to make sure that you score touchdowns whenever you get those opportunities. We know how well the Browns run the ball. And like you said, you don't know how many possessions you're going to get. So you got to make them count. For me, a way to make that happen and to keep the offense on the field is to get Herbie on the move. I want to see some bootlegs in this game. I want to see some scrambles. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyrod Taylor both had a lot of success running the ball. Uh, Also want to see some play-action rollouts. Just get Herbie on the run. He throws very, very well, very accurately, accurately on the run, and it's another way to slow down that pass rush. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and I think... Another part of this offense that has to get back going again is the wide receivers. I think this is a week where the wide receivers need to get back involved. They do have a talented secondary, the Browns do, but if you take away the Bears game, which was Justin Fields' first game and one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. That was terrible. The Browns have only been okay against opposing wide receivers specifically, right? And last week, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams only combined for eight catches, 47 yards and zero touchdowns. Looks a lot different. If Justin Herbert hits Mike Williams on an 82-yard touchdown, Ryan, then you're talking about over 120 yards. But at the same time, I do think this is a place where they can get back, especially if they get the protection. Because so far, outside of the Bears game, the wide receivers going up against the Browns have averaged 190.3 receiving yards and a touchdown per game so far this season against the Browns. So. Tyreek Hill had a lot to do with that, though. He had almost 200 yards against them in the first game. But Justin Jefferson also had a good game against them. Brandon Cooks of the Texans had a good game against them. So there is definitely some ability and some options there to get after this Brown secondary. I mean, Tyreek Hill had a lot to do with it in that one game for sure. But, I mean, wide receivers outside of that have put up at least 165 yards outside of the Bears game against the Browns defense. And when you're looking at a defense that isn't really – very weak in any one particular place right you have to kind of pick and choose but I do think that it won't be what you saw last week where it didn't really seem like Mike Williams was super involved in the game plan because they were double teaming him and Keenan Allen for good portions of that game but I do think that is something that's important to look at I think another thing will be getting off to a fast start because I do think that one of the things that the Browns don't want to do is become one-dimensional and have Baker Mayfield dropping back 40 times in this game Obviously, if you get up 7 nothing, they're still going to be able to run the football. But if you can build and hold a lead, keep momentum going into halftime and make the Browns have to go and do something they don't want to do in the second half and let Baker just cut it loose, which he can do, right? But it could lead to more mistakes as well, and it's definitely not their strength. I think that could be important to this game. Getting off to that fast start offensively, 
putting some points on the board and making them come back and try to get you. Yeah, that's definitely another one of my keys. You want to get a lead and keep a lead because that doesn't allow them to run the football and makes it a lot more difficult. You want to make Baker Mayfield beat you, and he's only really had one decent performance against the Chiefs. He threw for over 300 yards, but the other three games on the schedule, he's gotten progressively worse and worse as the games have gone by. So that's definitely a huge recipe for success is make Baker Mayfield throw the football. If that is the game plan, then I love the Chargers' chances. Yeah, and I mean, it came out this week that he's had a torn labrum for a couple of weeks, right? And he has to wear a shoulder harness on his shoulder, so that could be affecting him too. But like when you're talking about the best running back tandem in the league in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, obviously, yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield I think is fine, but like put it in his hands instead of just, you know, letting the Chargers get physically dominated like we've seen from stretches from them so far this year in the running game specifically. And that's why this is a tough matchup, right? Because if you put the Chargers two kryptonites out there and we're just talking about them, one of the biggest ones is run defense, right? They went into last week as the worst run defense team in the NFL and had a nice bounce back week coming off their best week. And then pass protection because that's been up and down. If we're going on the storm meter, right? I think this should be a bounce back game for him. I'm hoping because it's kind Speaking of been of storm, like that. You, you got to help him in this game too. That's another yeah. one of my keys is you to. have to chip. You got to keep a tight end in there. You got to keep a running back out there to pass protect. You have to help storm Norton in this game. If you want to see the best version of the chargers offense. Yeah. And I mean, that's asking, you know, the rest of the guys to do a lot, right? I mean, that's asking the rest of the offensive line to have to handle a really, really good defensive front. But We've seen what happens when Storm Norton is out there on an island, and it hasn't been pretty. It wasn't pretty against the Cowboys, and it wasn't pretty last week against the Raiders, both weeks where he led the team in allowing pressure on Justin Herbert. So that is definitely a key, and that's going to predict a lot of this because Chargers offense didn't look good for a little while in that second half. They didn't have a ton of possessions, but Justin Herbert was getting hit. The offense changed a little bit. A lot of free rushers unavated to the quarterback. That has to be a lot better against the Cleveland Browns this weekend if the Chargers want to win against a really good team. But it's time to put our money where our mouth is and say if we think they're going to beat that good team this weekend. So we're going to get into our bold and game predictions as well as the injury report and all the guys banged up for the Browns going into this week coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar. And of course, you know, I'm talking about Built Bars. Built Bars are my favorite protein bar because I always get to change it up. I never have to stick with the same bar, one of the same, you know, three flavors of whatever brand you're getting. Instead, I have so many flavors to choose from with Built Bar. I can go cookies and cream, mint brownie, salted caramel, cherry barcia, coconut, orange, strawberry, German chocolate. I mean, there's just so many different flavors to choose from, and you don't have to pick one box and get, you know, 10 of one flavor. You can get a mixed box. You can get two of each flavor in that box, so you can figure out which one is your favorite. And they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. I love Built Bars. They're so great to take with me to work. I mean, I take them with me anytime I'm going out for the most part. And they fit on my diet as well because they mostly have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. And all of those amazing flavors will make you forget that it fits on your diet. But right now, we can even save you guys some money on Built Bars because if you guys go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at Built.com. All right, guys, well, I'm very excited about this upcoming game because I do think for the Chargers, this is another chance to kind of continue to show that you belong amongst the AFC elite, right? And the Chargers don't have to win. You know, they'll still be the same team if they lose a close game. But if the, you know, the Browns put them in check a little bit, maybe we think a little bit differently about it. 
if they go in and win this weekend, it's like they're just knocking off contenders left and right, right? They're just knocking off every team we thought was really good. The Chiefs going into that game, right? The Raiders looked pretty good going into that game. The Browns are three and one so far. So they'll just be continuing to build up that resume to show, hey, we're here and we're here now. You know, this isn't a, you know, we're one year away team. We're here to contend. And so far they have been. So I'm so excited for this game. And for the Chargers, injuries are such a big part of the story usually, right? And at this point, Chargers are looking as healthy as we've seen them in forever, right? The only player that missed practice on Thursday was Justin Jackson. And Justin Jackson, I mean, obviously you'd like to have him out there. He plays special teams. We know he can do as a rusher sometimes, even though he hasn't been effective this year. I don't think it's a huge loss, but to see him as the only player missing practice on a Thursday for the Chargers, unheard of, right? And of course, you have three starters on injured reserve already. You have Brian Balaga, a couple of defensive starters with Kenneth Murray and Justin Jones. But Chris Harris Jr., back in practice, full practice. He should be playing this weekend. That's going to be huge as far as letting Derwin James stay close to the line of scrimmage, potentially, and helping the running game. And then you look on the other side of things, David. You counted it up. (laughs) 15 players on the injury list for the Browns. And it's tough because we don't know their tendencies, right? Like Austin Eckler, we got an example of him this year where he didn't practice at all in any of the big practices. And then he ended up playing on Sunday, right? So now we're always like, even though a guy didn't practice, we can't officially really rule him out because we've seen the Chargers still play a guy anyways. It's hard to say for the Browns and how they do things, right? Jedrick Wills had to leave the last game, even though he didn't practice last week, played in week four, then had to leave week four. J.C. Treader did not practice last week, ended up playing last week. So it's hard to say, David, but the one thing you can say for sure, big names on there. Jadavian Clowney has not practiced this week. Greg Newsom, the cornerback they picked in the first round, not only isn't practicing, but has reportedly been ruled out of this game already. And then the offensive line, I mean, J.C. Treader, Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin all show up on here. Jedrick Wills, J.C. Treader have not practiced at all this week. I do think that, you know, there's a good chance that a lot of these guys play. I mean, you can't even have 15 inactive players, right, on your roster going into the game. But these are staggering names to see on there. Yeah, I think you love what you're seeing when you look at the Chargers side of things, uh, especially with the history of how they've handled injuries and just how they've been subjected to just terrible injury after terrible injury. Uh, And on the Brown side of things, yeah, there's a lot of names, but I'm sure a lot of those guys are going to play. We're just kind of at a disadvantage because as we're recording this here Thursday night, we don't have any game designations. We don't know who's actually going to show up. But what we do know is the Browns are very injured and whether they these guys suit up or not, they are not at 100 percent. So the Chargers are looking a lot healthier and that is a good thing. Absolutely. And I mean, for Justin Jackson, too, it's tough because he went from limited to did not participate, right? And that's something you don't want to see in the week as a downgrade. You know, it's and one it's thing. a soft tissue. With, with a groin injury, if you guys have had a groin injury, that is debilitating. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to walk. It's hard to move. And for a running back who has to uh, cut and, and try to accelerate, it, it's just not even possible. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, for the Chargers, you'll take that. I mean, as much as you wish Justin Jackson would be out there, you'll take that 100% of the time. Derwin James and Joey Bosa – I mean, Joey Bosa just not even on the list, right? You know both those guys would be out there. To see Joey Bosa just not even touching this list with anything, even if he's a full participant, is something that is very, very nice to see. But it's time to get into it. I I still, at this point in the show, as we're recording, I don't know who I'm going to predict to win this game. I mean, I do think 
it's just such a tough matchup for the Chargers as far as style-wise, right? Like going up against a team that can get pressure and a team that runs the ball well. But there will be good players, right? Well, we know when we get to what went right, regardless of the outcome on Sunday, we're going to have some good things to talk about. I think the only exception might have been that 45-0 to Patriots lost. Like, I think we might have oh, yeah. came back after that and just did, like, a what went wrong and what went worse. Just because the like, whole show that that might I mean I think like Kenneth Murray had like a breakout game in that yeah, one yeah that was the really only good. thing I remember he had like thirteen tackles in that game but. exactly so getting into our bold predictions here David our bold prediction Chargers are going up against a tough defense right offensively defensively they're going up against a very good rushing attack which side are you going with for your bold prediction this week. I'm going offense, and I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because I think after that Monday night performance where he was on the big stage, we know Keenan Allen loves the camera. He's never met a camera he never uh, that he didn't like. Right. Uh, he's just that type of guy. Uh, I think he was embarrassed with that performance. Seven catches, 36 yards. I mean, that's not a Keenan Allen-like performance. So I think he's going to make a statement in SoFi Stadium this Sunday against the Browns. We're going to see the Keenan Allen we are accustomed to seeing, and that's going to be 10 catches, 140 receiving yards, Sheesh. and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen going for the win. That would definitely be his you know, signature game of the season so far, right, to be sure. We haven't really seen his breakout performance so far yet this year, right? Maybe it is this one where he breaks it out. I mean, when I think of bold, like thinking of things that I even question if it's going to happen, I think I'm going to go defensively here. And I think it would be too easy to predict something. You know, Baker Mayfield's going to throw for less than 200 yards because, like, yeah, that's not even really bold. Like, I mean, there's a good chance he does that. So I'm going to go with the Chargers turning a page defensively, even on a short week, having a good enough game plan to slow the Browns rushing attack down. I'm going to say that the Browns rush for less than 100 yards in this game. Woo, which, baby. Are you wow, are you sure? I mean, it's bold predictions, right? I mean, I have to yes, I have to go bold. That's John with Kegley it. level right there. It is. I mean, it is John Kegley level, but I think it's just putting faith in Staley, right? I mean, I think the game plan going into this because the thing is is like when you went up against the Cowboys you have Dak Prescott. You can't completely sell out against the run, right? Right. Like, against the Chiefs, you have to not care at all about the run <laughs> at all. Right. And you, then the <laughs> exactly. Show, right? Against the Raiders, you still had Derek Carr, right? And I don't think that the Chargers full-blown sold out against the run in the last one. And, you know, allowed less than 50 rushing yards and less than three yards per carry. So, I think that's the obvious thing. I'm not saying that the Browns running backs can't have a good game. And, I mean, they're more than likely going to go for a buck 50 to 200. I'm going to say the Chargers figured something out a little bit, though. I think we see a better performance, or at least a performance we don't have to feel ter- about, terrible about from their defensive front, even though, like I've said, I mean, personnel-wise, not a great matchup for them. Now it's time for the game predictions, David, and we have, you know, the, the pessimist isn't here. I'm pretty sure John Kegley fell asleep tonight. I think he would have picked the Browns. He would have had an entire, you know, I, mean, I don't know, because, like, I feel like the Chargers historically, especially recently with how bad the Browns went, if he's going off of his all-time series notes, would probably be pretty successful recently against the Browns, even though there was that one game. That don't we won't don't talk say about. it. Don't even. Either way, I'm going to assume John Kegley thinks the Chargers are going to lose, and he's going to get mad at me. He's going to be like, the Chargers, I knew they were going to win, and give you 50 years of research to back it up. So, David, I'll start with you. It's a tough game. These are, you know, the cream of the crop of the AFC four weeks in. Very small sample size, but I feel good saying that both of these teams are extremely talented. Both of these teams are well-coached. 
It's in Los Angeles, right? Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I, I think the, the Browns have a great defense. They, they can run the ball very well, but I don't think they've seen an offense uh, the caliber of the Chargers with all the weapons that they have, with the caliber of quarterback play that Justin Herbert is putting out there right now. They haven't seen that so far this season. Also, I think the Chargers defense has really found that groove. I think the, the coaches I mean, have really figured Patrick out. Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, that's one. And, okay. and they lost that game. All the other quarterbacks they played against. All the quarterbacks not, they beat, yeah, were not. Yeah, they're, they're not great. Yeah, and that, that's that's my main okay, point there. I just to make sure. Yes, no, obviously I'm not going to slight Patrick Mahomes. He's a, an animal. We all know that. But I think the Chargers defense is really finding their groove right now. I think they've figured it out. I think they are starting to put these guys in the positions they want to see them in to get the best result here. And I really trust Brandon Staley is going to have another unique game plan to specifically target the Browns. And that's why I do think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a little bit of a more lower scoring game, but I do have the Chargers picking up another victory, 24-17. to 17. Yeah, I like that score. Um, I think that is probably somewhere where we'll see it, you know, because I think the Chargers could have a good offensive performance, right, and put up 24 points. And the game that we saw them get limited possessions, like we just knew how much the penalties played a huge part of that. So, yeah, some of them were questionable for sure, but... We all know the Chargers shot themselves in the foot in that game. And I think yep. that's another thing. I mean, penalties will be huge in this game. If I haven't talked about that enough on today's show. Specialists will be huge. The kicking game, as Brandon Staley would tell you, will be huge in this game when points could be at a premium with two defenses who have been playing well this season. I thought I was going to pick the Browns, but I'm picking the Chargers in this one. I'm, I've changed. I've flip-flopped. I really, you know... I think a lot about this stuff. I take, you know, take my picks very seriously. I'm not going to pick the Chargers just to pick them. I think the Chargers will get run on a little bit. I think they will have some problems, you know, scoring as easily as they might have against the Raiders defense or the Chiefs defense. But I think one thing we've seen for them, dominant fourth quarters for the most part. And I think the Chargers have really sold me on that part of their game. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win this one. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go Chargers 28, Browns. 21. So I'm going to have, you know, four touchdowns to three touchdowns. Let's keep the kickers out of it except for the extra points. I'm going to say 28-21 Chargers. Oh, this is a toughie. I mean, I really do think these are two very talented teams. I don't think it's a great matchup for the Chargers, but Brandon Staley has me being a believer right now, so I'm going to pick the Chargers in this one to get it done at home. How do I pick against a guy? How do I do it? I can't do it this week. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Really appreciate you guys making us your first listen of the day and so excited to be with you guys, you know, on social media talking about this game on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. But to make sure you don't miss all of our reactions on Monday, make sure to go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, or wherever. And make sure to rate and review on that platform if you can, if you like the show as well. We really appreciate it. You can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can also find our new Instagram page at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We have loved getting your guys' reactions to the games. This was a short week. We didn't get to get into any voicemails this week, but we love getting your guys' reactions. So the voicemail line is 323-524-7924. Call us and tell us what you think of the game or give us your questions or whatever. We really like getting you guys involved in the show. But how exciting is this, guys? The Chargers battling it out for AFC supremacy. I mean... 
I think this is just something that you don't get to see the Chargers do even at this point of the season, right? Being the big time team, maybe 2018, but it took us the entire season to kind of believe in it, right? Because they won so many close games. The Chargers have me believing in it and they'll have another great test. And I am so excited to see what Brandon Staley, Joe Lombardi, and Justin Herbert have for us coming up on Sunday. But make sure you're back with us on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.